Welcome to episode 271 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and welcoming back to the show, Mike Potter, Mr. Max Stock himself. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have you. We, we, we did a reaction time episode earlier this week on For Mac Eyes Only. Definitely, uh, yeah, that was fun. Had a lot of fun there. And uh, speaking of fun, Ben Rathick's here. How you doing, Ben? I am doing great, Dave. Good. Glad you're here. As well as, uh, not last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut's here. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right. And uh, it's great to be here. It's great to have all of you here. This is a great group. And uh, yes, there was an Apple event this week. And uh, we are going to talk about it. Uh, I'm not going to do a blow-by-blow discussion of everything that was announced, but uh, we're going to get some good insights from the panel this week uh, then give it some thoughts. Uh, uh, we got lots of links in the show notes, but that doesn't mean we're going to cover it all, but we're going to just give you some good reference. So um, why not get on and get started? Um, uh, we're going to forego the news this week only because the, the Apple, that was the news. So I'm going to mix it up. Uh, you know, everybody starting with uh, the order of the way the event went, but uh, I want to start with what's what's going on with iOS. Hey, since this is in touch with iOS. Um, so, uh, let's start off with beta, um, beta this week, as we expected, the release candidate was, uh, was released shortly after the event ended. Uh, so I actually, I, I was brave and, and on a couple devices I did install it on my iPad, my, my, my primary iPad and didn't do it on the iPhone yet, but, uh, I've got to probably wait till, till, um, release day, which is Monday, September 18th, which is exciting for both iOS 17 and iPad OS 17. Um, and, uh, it's definitely as well as TV OS 17, HomePod OS 17, as well as, uh, watch OS 10. So those are going to be out. Uh, Ben, did you install yours already on all of your devices? Every single one. Yeah. And uh, how, how are they running for you? They should be good. It's a solid version. Oh yeah. Remarkably smooth. Definitely. Um, a couple things of note was, uh, the release candidate did come with um, multiple new ringtones uh, that, that uh, were out there. There's another 20 additional new ringtone options and sound alerts available in that final build. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look at this, but uh, there is quite a long list of, 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 of ringtones. I don't know if you had a chance to look at that, Ben, or not, but uh, I didn't either. Um, so. Not yet, but I did think the alarm sounded just a little bit different today. Did it? Okay. So, so they, they, they had one here showing in the image, I'm linked to nine to five Mac here, uh, of breaking. I'm curious to listen to what that sounds like. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that, that was, uh, that stood out that's new. Um, uh, but other than that, it, uh, it's been, uh, it's been pretty status quo with, with betas. And I'm happy to, to see that, uh, they, uh, did decide that, uh, that's going to be, uh, the final version uh, barring any issues, uh, with it. Uh, so notable in iOS 17, that uh, the messages have been now tucked into a, uh, a, a, a interface where this has a cleaner look and a new check-in feature designed to let your friends and families know that when you keep your eye, uh, the standby uh, on an iPhone is placed horizontally. It's turning yourself into a little home hub. I kind of like that. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that when I get that on my iPhone primarily here. So, uh, and then we know about share play also is not going to be working, uh, in CarPlay, So passengers can play their music in your cart as well. 
Um, so there'll be some other notable things uh, that's going to be coming later. We'll talk about in just a bit here, but, uh, why not jump into iOS 17? Um, there is going to be a couple of the features that aren't going to be released, uh, as we, you know, as we knew, as we've been progressing here. So, uh, the journal app, which, uh, uh I, I know, uh, a lot of people been kind of looking forward to that. It allows you to reflect on your day, memories, complete texts and photos, music, all that fun stuff. Um, Jeff said something you were going to use. Do you think you'd use the journaling app or would you stick with what you use? Well, okay. So I'm not using any apps for journaling right now. Okay. So I'm looking forward to trying out the journal app. I, I did experiment with, uh, was it day one? Um, yes. I have day one. Uh, at one point and I just didn't use it. So I stopped, but something like this that I have available across multiple devices. Yeah. We'll see. uh, Maybe this is something that I'll really use. I am looking forward to trying it. Absolutely. And you got uh, Mike or Ben, would you use a, are you going to do, do any journaling? What is something you might, you might want to look at? Not really, but I think it is telling that it wasn't even in the beta that we're probably going to have to wait a while for that one. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How about Mike? That's not something you do. I am notoriously bad at keeping journals. It's okay. it's something that my dad has been trying to encourage me to do since I was this big. And big. I just, I fail to do it every single time. I just am yeah. horrible at it. So the con- the concept, as I understand it, with this one is that it kind of runs in the background and tracks what's going on, in mm-hmm. addition to to allowing you to journal yourself, right? And I do I have that right, or is that incorrect? It's uh, it's supposed to be just allow you to reflect on your days, your memories, complete with a little text, ticklers, photos, you know, yeah, it's just kind of yeah. So so kind of kind of kind of automatically stores information in there so that when you go back and you look at a particular day, you go. Oh, right. That's the day I did such and such, which honestly, that kind of thing works for me. If I, I don't know if any of you use it. I use mile IQ to track my mileage for, for Mm -hmm. my business. Um, mile IQ is great, but it's interesting how, when I go through and I catalog my trips, I can remember what I did on that day based on the route Mm -hmm. that I took. So if the, and, and same thing with Apple Maps, you, or not Apple Maps, I'm sorry, Google Maps, going back in Google Maps, your history and saying, oh, on that day I did this, on that day I walked here, and then being able to instantly recollect everything that went around that trip, this little line, this yep. stupid little line that's in, in Google Maps, and you can you can remember everything that happened. So if the journaling app offers that kind of functionality where I don't have to do anything other than just let it run and then use it as a means to remember or reflect, as you said, back on a day. Uh That's interesting to me. Now, I do know folks who who can really jump on a journaling app, but they're using paper and pen or they're (laughs) using notes, you know, so Mm -hmm. I don't know in with notes being a thing, I don't know that a separate app to write journals is necessary. So I, I, I need to, I need to learn more about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so, uh, this, this is definitely going to be interesting to see where that app goes. Uh, but oh, for now we're going to focus on what we're going to get. Uh, so a couple things 
that I will mention, I do have a link here in the show notes from Mac rumors that Apple did share lists of all new features of all the OSs, which I was very surprised and impressed with um, for iOS 17, iPad OS 17, Mac OS Sonoma. Um, you just uh, the links in that in, in there and you just click that and it downloads an actual PDF and it, and it has a full list of everything it's you're going PDF. to be able to see. Okay. It, it's now an I'm actual interested. PDF. Yeah, it's an actual PDF um, uh, of uh, all the new features. You you go look at. I've already downloaded like three times. I forget that I already downloaded. <laughs> so, I'm used to reading some of the, the, the on the sales web. But, you know, I have access to look at some of the sales uh, stuff that Apple provides. Um, and uh, yeah, they they put they do a lot of like uh, little uh, brief lists of what to expect uh, with iOS and and others. And so, but this is yeah, this is like a. Something like yeah, it's actually like a 17-page document for mm-hmm. iOS alone, <laughs> and it makes you going read. through. It, it makes, makes you read, read. but yes. you know what? It, it really gives you a good view because you you know you want to know what everything that's going to be on iOS, uh, and uh, I, I think this is this is awesome that uh, that they're they're adding this uh, to, to give uh, people to be able to review that, which is is really nice. Um, also, um couple things that are going to be of, of change with ios uh including uh it's now going to include what's called a grid forecast feature that'll let you know when cleaner uh, cleaner energy is available during, during the release candidate that was released uh that's going to be out uh it, it, it's based on each person's location and it's relative to the energy sources that are available on the grid in that particular place um, according to apple it's actually in even in areas with limited renewable generation mm-hmm. Relative cleaner energy was energy was uh, uh will still be available, but they don't provide where the energy information is sourced. So it's interesting. Um, so another, another little feature bit. exist already, Dave. I th- I thought that was already in there. Yeah, I guess not because uh, it didn't well, work in my area. I remember it didn't work in my area, but I thought that that feature of identifying yeah. the best times to charge and whatnot was already in there. Yeah, my yeah. my interpretation of that was that what we have already is that it knows and if you go digging through this through settings you can find mm-hmm. like a, a list of when it charged and, and stuff so your so your your device can do the uh the cleaner energy charging um as long as you're in an area where the data is available and right. um and I'm totally willing to accept that I'm misinterpreting this, but what I thought in iOS 17 was they made that more transparent. So you can actually see and plan your charging time based on, on uh, when the, the clean energy times are, as opposed to just letting your device figure it out and, uh, and do it when it's, when it's on the charger Got it. Yep. That that yep. makes sense. Yeah, because I, I did find it here in iOS 16. And you're right, it does sound like it's just a on, off, and trust yep. the phone to do the right thing type feature. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, um, I should probably turn it on. <laughs> totally well, turn it on. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get alerts on my on my iPhone when it's on the charger. Um, and, oh, never mind. That's the different alert. That's that's the optimized charging alert that I'm getting. So <laughs> oh. yeah, so I actually don't know when it's when it's doing the clean energy mm-hmm. charging, yeah. just when it's doing optimized charging. Absolutely. 
Uh, just a shout out to everybody in the chat and youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Uh, Guy Cyril's out there. How you doing, Guy? And then Cletus is oh, in hey. the chat. So, hey mm-hmm. to both of you. And, and there must be a few others w- watching. So, welcome. And like I said, you can go to youtube.com slash in touch with iOS to see us while we record, as well as so you can watch us later, too. So, um, so. Yeah, the uh, a couple. One other thing I wanted to mention too is, and, and this is this was something that went upon. Uh, you were talking about the the pass keys. Uh, this is also a, a new feature with the Apple ID. The sign-in options was using a phone number on file or a trusted device. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three OSs, iOS, iPad OS, and Mac OS, are going to have updates uh, that including these new sign-in methods and an Apple ID account. It's not going to be possible to with any phone number or secondary email address that's on file with the account. Uh, uh, we were, they were able to, this is in, uh, Mac rumors. They were able to, uh, use it with a, uh, with a phone number and, and, and got it signed in. Uh, so there will also be a update later this year on iOS 17 that you could use a proximity sign in feature, which will allow you to bring in existing signed in and trusted phone or iPad in proximity of the new device being set up, uh, pairing the devices by scanning an on-screen, a particle cloud. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something interesting to see how that works. The particle sure. cloud, like like we see when we are Apple setting Watch. up a new device, right? Like an Apple exactly. Watch or, yeah, 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 or HomePod, whatever. Yeah. So this is great. I'm I'm really loving the fact that they're doing these uh, these uh, these things to make our lives easier to sign in and making it secure. Because uh, I mean, passkeys is another thing which we talked about in a number of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, this is some other layers of iOS 17. That's uh, that's really going to be a nice thing uh, to to see though with uh, security. Um, so, like I said, there's you can, links are in the show notes here. You you can read through a lot of the details. We'll be talking about these for for you know the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, we'll be here a long time going through it all. Uh, but I think all of the all the things that uh, are 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 here. Are, it's just I'm excited. I think iOS 17 is going to be really good. I'm happy that Apple was had this very solid this year because you know there would have been there were a few bumps in the road with the, uh, last year, especially iPad where it was delayed almost well, it was almost two months I think. Um, so um, really good exciting things to see. So so before we dive into the the big things that happened like with the iPhone 15 and uh, the Apple Watch, I wanted to talk about some of the uh, events that really didn't get much attention. Um, and one thing I'm going to notice, uh, uh, AirPods was also one that was announced. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm very sad about this and kind of uh, kind of annoyed. And I think I'm not going to be the only one who who is an owner of a app uh, AirPods Pro 2 with the Lightning connector. Uh, they did make they did release the second gen AirPods Pro with a USB C charging case that's going to uh, now be able to order uh, since. Uh, because of the, it also has the wireless charging cases, they're not going to offer it as a standalone purchase. So I think that's. But you can okay. get it as a standalone purchase. Yeah, if you pay two hundred and forty nine dollars for it, right? If you pay eighty nine dollars, is there something new that I didn't that I didn't find here? What you didn't find was the AirPods replacement and service link, uh-huh. where mm-hmm. you can you can go through that and you can order a case. Hold on, I will drop mm-hmm. you a link. Yes, please share that link and we'll put that in the show notes. I see. And, and credit where credit is due. This is something yeah. Dave Hamilton and I were discussing on Mackie Gap. Oh, that's what he was talking about. And one of his and one of his followers on, mm-hmm. on for the podcast found this during the show and shared it. Yeah, gotcha. 
Yeah. So you, um, so you have to go through and actually do a service on it. Yep. Yeah. I will caution this though. The new uh, USB-C AirPods, while they're, they're both Pro 2, uh, the new ones are a different model. I would wait till someone actually tries to pair them with the USB-C, the Lightning idea. ones with the USB-C case before doing anything. That's a good idea. I mean, yes, that's good advice. And Ben, we can't wait to hear what your results are. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, devil's advocate here, though, Ben, if it's Won't offered through the repair program, if it's offered through the repair program and you're contacting Apple to replace your case for your existing AirPods Pro 2, are they going to send you a case that doesn't work with it? I don't that's know. How, question. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Yeah, I, I, uh, I suspect it works. Are they going to send one with USB-C, I assume? Or or, or Or are they going to send you a refurbished lightning one? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I find it hard to believe you don't have a lightning cable or charger sitting around, Dave, that you're that, that concerned about it not having USB-C. Oh, I did buy the, the USB-C to lightning adapter from Apple, so. Because mm-hmm. um, I, because I'm nuts and have every single after adapter that Apple's <laughs> probably ever made in the last 15 years. So going to my closet, yeah, and, and I'm sure many of us will be the same. We same we does. We have uh, many. Adapters. I misspoke, Dave. It's ninety nine dollars, not eighty nine dollars. Okay, well, what? That, that makes all the difference. I know, I know. But I still got to We don't know if it's going to be a USB C or a Lightning if you do it. So that's. One thing we got to yeah. be, be interesting of, so. thing is when, uh, when you say what you need. So what, what I did is I entered last item charging case. And then for the model, it, um, it's a uh, AirPods pro second generation. You have two yep. options there. One is USB-C and one is lightning. So you can order either one, but it doesn't warn you that if you have AirPods in a lightning case that you better not order the one with, uh, the, the USB-C case. Okay. So let's, let's well, wait good. until someone else does it for us. And then we can find out later. I think that's probably the yeah. best way to yeah. do it. I, I, I agree. Um, good advice. Good advice. They also announced uh, iCloud was going to get some upgrades. Um, it's, you're going to have a six terabyte plan and a 12 terabyte iCloud plus storage tier. Um, and you know, we, the same tiers that we already know, uh, that we have uh, 50, 202 terabytes will be existing like we're paying now. But these additional uh, storages, storage availability will be quite a bit higher. The six terabytes going to be at $29.99 a month. Uh, per, uh, as Then while the 12 terabyte plan will be $59.99 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you compare Google's uh, storage with those similar five terabyte and 10, 10 terabyte storage plans, it's a lot less. So... That's yeah, going to be interesting. That much it's, different, though. I don't think. I mean, yeah, you got from uh, well, that's true. It's twenty four ninety nine and forty nine ninety nine, so it's a, a smidge up in price when it comes to uh, iCloud. But uh, that's good to see. I mean, it's been a long time that they've done any any storage increase yeah. uh, for iCloud. I mean, two terabyte for my family has been great. Now we do, I'm sharing it with the family with the, under the Apple one bundle. There's no, there's no word if, if that is ever, ever going to get included in the Apple one bundle plan. Uh, you know, we, we got to look to, to see maybe later that might happen. You know, 
hard to say. Or the two terabyte plan may be the maximum. And then you just have to buy more storage. Like that's what you used to be able to do with the, one, the Apple One uh, bundle uh, at that point. So, but good to see that, that Apple has uh, done some increases of uh, of that too. So uh, one other thing I'll say is that it is an end of an era. And I know our friend Brittany Smith is probably, uh, uh, hi Brittany, that, that she's probably very sad that the Apple did officially discontinue the iPhone mini. So I have a question about that. And and my question is based on not having read the articles. Yeah. Did Apple say say we are not going to make uh, an iPhone mini ever again? Or did they just stop selling the current iPhone mini? That's not the same as officially discontinuing because they did this before and we got an iPhone mini again. Jeff, we had the exact same question. I okay. am not surprised, as they say, great minds. Well, they're saying it's discontinued because if you go, if you go to look look it up, you know, when you do the comparison chart, it does say, you know, only available at uh, other resellers. It's not not well, and, available. Sure, and yes, yeah, so that so they are currently not making a making an iPhone Mini, just like they currently weren't weren't making an iPhone Mini until they were again. Mm-hmm. Right. So So the iPhone 18 or 19 may have an iPhone mini again. Right. Or the SE4. So so officially discontinuing the phone. I guess that is kind of a, you're you're right. It hooked me. And I'm being totally pedantic here. No, you're right. But uh, yeah, so they, they have discontinued the current iPhone mini model. They have not officially discontinued the iPhone mini line. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like iPod socks. You know, the, the, <laughs> that's right. This is, this is something that they, you know, they may bring back again. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty clear. We're never going to see iPod socks again, though. I yeah. know. And, and, and Which because of that, they might as well frankly. just give the money back to the shareholders. Exactly. That's what they want to do. Um, I mean, all of it, just shut down, give the money back to the shareholders. Yeah. Yeah, give it up. Might as well. You know what the problem um, is with the iPod socks? I was wearing them wrong. <laughs> See, that was a common problem. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Did you have the rash was. issue too? <laughs> or was that just me? <laughs> that wool. Oh, so I know. Uh, so let's 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 talk about we the just iPhone stopped now. Dave. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. We broke Dave. <laughs> no, no, they're just just laughing because you guys are funny. Um, so let's talk about the iPhone. So they announced uh, four new models. It's the uh, the 15, 15 Plus, the uh, 15 Pro, and the 15 Pro Max. Notably, the Max now has a titanium design, which uh, is a much lighter weight. Uh, uh, metal and in, in the iPhones that they've ever done before. Uh, and, uh, find it to be uh, very interesting to see, you know, what they've done, uh, with the, with the, with the lineup. Um, you know, really, I just want to just, just jump in and look at the comparisons because that's the first thing people probably going to ask is what, the uh, what is the big differences between you know, the, the last uh, models, the 14 versus, uh, the 15, you know? Um, so notably, there really isn't much difference um, and, and, and other than the fact that you got a bigger processor, newer processor, it's the A17 Pro chip, 
as well, that was the and then you know this the the 14 had uh, the a16 and you know i'm, I'm not going to go down and go through everything here but i think the big thing of notable that's notable is the camera pro system and the pro um so uh what was your first impression jeff as far as the the, the 15 and the 15 pro and 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 uh, in, in comparison to what the what they they talked about uh i i liked everything apple was showing us I think another mm-hmm. key feature to point out beyond the cameras mm-hmm. is uh, is better support for on-device Siri. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they, and, they really did a big improvement of that. Yeah, so that, that's going to be a big thing. Uh, one of the big standout things for me was that this year, the 15 and, and 15 Pro in the 6.1-inch size are both so good mm-hmm. that uh, that it becomes much more difficult to justify the extra, I think it's $200 to go to right. the uh, 6.1 pro phone than it has been in previous years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the 15 is pretty much a iPhone 14 pro in an aluminum body. Yeah. Right. That's how I was going to just words on the mouth there. Yep. Do I think for the average person, and yes, I know I'm talking in an echo chamber here where there's a lot of other things that mm-hmm. that will come into play, but I think the big question for a lot of people will be, do I need to pay $200 to have a telephoto and macro lens? Yeah. yeah. And, and if yeah. the answer is yes, well, then there you go. And if not, then just get the, the 6.1 inch 15. Now, to me, the, the big thing is if you're going to a, to the pro model, the Pro Max is an obvious choice. Oh yeah, because because of just the whole package deal there. I mean the the five the five X zoom. Um, I mean that 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 is a true Pro phone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's really that what you need to look at is it, the it is a Pro phone. I mean, it, it, and yeah. it, and and that's why they did this, and they wanted to do more better distinguishing mm-hmm. uh, uh, between the, the pro and non-pro, but just because you got to justify why would I spend this much on on a pro when I don't need it? Yeah. Um, uh, another know. thing about the phones, I think Apple is telegraphing to us that they really, really would love it if we stopped putting cases on our phones. Because yes. they, they were telling us during the keynote the things they were doing to give the phones better gription. And yes, I know, I just coined a term there. But um, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they talked about uh, about the micro texturing so that so it's grippier and all of that. They they were telling us, don't put a case on. You can hold it. You're not going to drop it. And if you do, it's super easy to replace it back. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the pro really is uh, is a bit of a dramatic difference between the fourteen Pro Max and the fifteen Pro Max. First off, they're not going to offer the one hundred twenty eight gig storage anymore, which is you know, hello, people are using this phone. I probably need two fifty six. I I went with two fifty six probably on the last two, um, but I actually mm-hmm. decided this year to go up to the five twelve because it wasn't a drastic. You know, big increase in price. You know, since I'm on the Apple uh, upgrade plan. Um. So, uh, but resolutions are the same. Uh, and you got all the biometrics and the connectivity. 
one of the big things in connectivity though is you're going to get the Wi-Fi 6E, and this is only going to be available on the uh, the iPhone Pro, or the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Uh, as far as the, Wait, the 6E the, is not on the iPhone 15 Pro, just the Pro Max. I believe so. I was going to go back and look here. Let's see. I thought it was. Um, uh, yes, I am. I am correct with that. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the, the 15, 15 plus uh, will not have the 6E, uh, 6E Wi-Fi, whereas the Pro will. Yeah. Don't, don't. Oh, you know what? Yes, that's, that's right. The 15 Pro Max does. And then the 15 Pro, I have to look at that, but uh, pretty sure that that, that, it, that it does have it. So, yeah, it is kind of strange. I, I don't know why. They they would do that, um, you know. There must be a reason, and maybe the cost um, that that they didn't want to add that cost to the to the fifteen pro or the fifteen the fifteen models. What do you think? Yeah. Um, okay. Just to be clear, my understanding right, the only phone that has Wi-Fi six E is the fifteen Pro Max. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yep. Pretty yeah, sure. I am not. I am not no. getting the logic in this at all. The Pro has. Why would it. you not put Let me make Wi-Fi sure. 6E I, on a 15 Pro? It does have it. It, it does. does. Okay. Oh, okay. I just okay. I just pulled yeah. it okay. up. Yeah. Okay. Then, then I'm okay with the logic here. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's another. I, I just it, pulled it's it another up artificial I, I uh, distinguishing factor between the 15 and 15 Pro. But that's how yeah. dis, d- distinguishing factors work. Of course, they're artificial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. It'd be smart. I'd just use the uh, the comparison grid on Apple's website. So, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I pulled up. Yeah. No. Okay. Good. Be too yeah, so, if if only I had a device in front of me that would allow me to very quickly pull up Apple's website and go to the comparison chart. If yes. only. Yeah. You should, but yes, they do. They both have it. Um. You're so right, and I should. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, anything else that stood out to you, to you guys, as far as what, what they released? I mean, I like this titanium material on, on, on the, on the pro series. I think it's going to be cool. Um, the colors are, 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 are fun. And I, every year they always have different colors. Um, and, uh, this year, they, 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 yeah, I, know, I, I said something like you, but Mike, I like, I like to get your opinion on the colors. Yeah. The colors just, are so, awful. They're absolutely mm-hmm. awful this year. They're so muted and dull. I, I, you know, that, that's one of the things that stands out at me when I compare the 14 and the 15 is how much brighter and vibrant the colors are on the 14. Even that slate blue is so much brighter than that awful grayish blue blue that's on the 15. These colors are awful. I have a hypothesis on the colors, at least for the, uh, for the non-pro models. It's why you should get a case. (laughs) there you go go. yeah um here's my hypothesis they're doing this totally new thing where they're infusing the color through the glass and i mean that's how you're actually getting the apple logo it's it's not etched in or something Mm -hmm. they're they're it's through a color infusion thing my guess is that excuse me to get the uh the consistency they wanted they had to go with more muted colors, and as they refine the process, we will start getting more vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. We'll know when product red comes out. Yeah, right. We'll know they fix or, it. Or, or, yep. it, or will it be like product pink? 
product yeah, paint. Product pastel. Yeah, well, they have that now. Yeah. No, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the colors. Also, speaking of the strange things here, you know, the 15, the, the USB-C port will remain at lightning speeds. So even though it's a USB-C port on a 15, uh, it'll be the same USB limited to USB 2.0 speeds of 480 megabit, which is equal to a lightning port on previous phones. Um, and, um, yeah, this did not that, surprise me at all. No. I, it's in like, fact, it, I was predicting it. Yeah, it's like that on the iPad 10. For the most of the people buying the regular model, they're not going to be doing anything with that port except for charging. Right. If yeah. that. Mm-hmm. If that. Yeah, if that. <clears throat> yeah, whereas maybe the, the, the pro... Go ahead. Maybe the odd accessory, uh, because, well, one of the things we did learn this week is that a lot of the USB-C Android accessories are updating their firmware to work with the iPhone 15 because, well, they'll make a crap load of money doing so. Yeah, they'd yeah. be dumb not to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, for, for those higher speeds that you get on the 15 Pro, um, uh, and I haven't checked yet because it's been busy this week. Is Apple making it very clear that you need the the better cable, the or the accessory cable that to get that? So the right. standard cable that the phone ships with does not give you the higher throughput. No, that's why I bought this Atachi one. Just I just got it today. Awesome. Throwing it on camera. USB C, USB four, and that's a two hundred forty watt and a forty megabit speed. So you ever notice every time we get a new phone? If that phone is $800, we have to spend $1,600 on accessories to go with it. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a good design right there. And, yeah. and by that, I mean, from, from the standpoint of designing something where we are compelled to now buy <laughs> tons of accessories. Yeah. Like we're Apple geeks or something. It's, yeah, well. it's kind of like that. They got like me to that. buy the the the, the USB C to Lightning adapter. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't you say you already have yours, or it, did you uh, already order yours? I ordered it. That was a new item. So, uh, yes, I ordered it. It'll be here tomorrow. Um. So yeah, that that's definitely gonna be interesting. The other thing too is they're saying the uh, the 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 Qi charging is about the same speed. Uh, it didn't, really didn't change much. You thought maybe they would have upgraded that. They didn't. Um, so I'm curious to see where that goes. It's 7.5 watts, uh, charging, uh, with, uh, with the, the fast charging has not improved with MagSafe. So, but, uh, they, that doesn't seem to appear that they, they are supporting the Q, the, the G2 charging functionality. I know, Ben, you were talking about that yeah. in a prior episode. So I, are you surprised that this isn't on this phone? Um, I mean, right now, we're not entirely sure what G2 is. Um, okay. for, for all practical purposes, it could just be MagSafe for Android phones. So, That's true. Yeah, we'll we'll learn pretty soon when all the accessories come out, because you know people with iPhones are going to be testing them. This is for sure. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. it uh it is definitely gonna be interesting to see where things go. Uh the when you really compare them, I mean I, as far as looking at are, are you going to upgrade if you have the 14, you know, I don't think too many people are gonna want to upgrade mm-hmm. uh 15b5, but you're you know, I know Ben, you're thinking about it. You're on the 12 Pro Max and some yeah. are on the 13 Pro Max may yeah, the, may think of it. And of course, anything older than that. It's yeah, kind of a no-brainer at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, plus there are several features of the 15 Pro Max uh, that have me very interested, uh, especially that GPU with the hardware ray tracing. Yeah. Um, it's it's lighter. It's got a way brighter screen, which is going to be nice for those summer days. Uh, you know, it, that USB-C port is actually 3.0 and useful. No, it'd be 3.2 uh, because of the 10 gigabyte, or gigabyte output. Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, with the 8 gigabytes uh, or 8 gigabytes of memory, uh, that phone is probably powerful enough to very comfortably run macOS. Well, you know, Ben, you can hook up an HDMI display to that phone. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And uh, th- there was a time where I I was saying, you know, I could see a point where Apple released uh, a device, um, like the an iPhone, if you will, that is our complete computer, and it's everything, yeah. and it just goes in our pocket. And when we when we get to our desk and we plug it into different things, then it takes on different properties based on what we've connected it to. Yep. And being a, and being able to plug in a uh, um, a 4K display into an iPhone that um, that makes that that somewhat crazy idea I had suddenly a little more plausible. Yep. And yeah. I do have an article, do have an article in the show notes that I linked upon this uh, from uh, Mac Rumors that all iPhone 15 model displays are going to support DisplayPort up to 4K of HDR video output to an external display. You also can use the USB-C digital AV multi-port uh, adapter to mirror and, and video on any iPhone 15 with HDMI. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely going to have that as well. Um, whereas the Lightning was limited to 1080p, you're now at 4K. Um so well, one thing it won't work is stage manager. They didn't think they're not going to put that on an iPhone. That'd be a little crazy, but, <laughs> uh, but good to see that the, that the port really has got some, has added some pretty, pretty good tech. So not only did they have to upgrade to the USB-C, they, they're really supporting, you know, these updated uh, speed capabilities. Um. So a couple of things I'll mention before we move on to the Apple watch here. Uh, eSIM only is going to be still exclusive to the U S the rest of the world. We're going to, is going to get a SIM tray. So you're going to see that uh, still. Uh, so the U S is all eSIM, but the SIM trays still will be, uh, be in the other, uh, in other countries. Be interesting to see what spec causes that to be the beef up the phones when they have that uh, SIM tray, because that's the whole reason of not having that is to take away, you know, Take, take away taking up space in the device. So um, the uh, 
so it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see where things go uh, with this. You guys have any other um, final thoughts? Are, are, are any of you going to upgrade at all? Besides me, of course. It will happen eventually. Not at launch, but I mean, it has all the features I want. Um, I actually like the blue color, so um, it will be replacing my my blue 12 Pro Max. I, I might just have to buy it uh, all at once instead of an installment. Okay. And ben, I'm in the same boat as you, trying to decide when to do the upgrade because I'm on a, on a 12 Pro. And yeah. uh, and I'm on Mint, which means that I can't do we don't get uh, monthly payments on my Apple Card, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is just a crap move. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. So uh, yeah, so I so what I need to decide is which month am I okay dropping eleven hundred bucks on on a on a phone? Uh, it'd probably be yep. closer to twelve or thirteen hundred after taxes. Right. Yeah. And, and Mike, you're going to stick with what you what you have. I have a 13. I'm happy with it. You know, yep. it's interesting because I I was going through Apple's comparison charts earlier today, uh, partly because we we're doing the show tonight, but also because I have a family member who's looking at upgrading right. their iPhone 6s. Yeah. And you know, look, they're on a 6s. So that means their their demands aren't that high. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a phone. They need something that can play their games. They need something that they can play on facey spacey with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I purposely pulled up the 14 and 15 to see really what kind of differences we had between them. Yep. And as I was going through the different models, it was interesting to note that the 15 Pro Max and the 14 Pro Max showed the least number of differences between them, which is probably why Apple is no longer selling the Pro Max 14. Well, they've always done because that. Because it's just too darn close. Um, there, there are technical differences, but I'm looking at this from the every user standpoint. Sure. And sure, I can point out every little nitty-gritty technical advancement, and that's fantastic. It's wonderful that they're improving the, the phones as they are. But day-to-day user, I don't know that they're going to notice that difference between the four, 15 yes. Pro Max and 14 Pro Max. Then you look at the 14 and 15, and that's where the differences were the most stark, and yet even there, the differences weren't that great. It basically came down to the camera, Dynamic Island, and what the resolution of the camera mm-hmm. and what else not much not much there isn't a yeah. whole lot of difference between the two just out of curiosity i pulled up the 13 which they still sell mm-hmm. i'm not seeing many differences here that really would compel someone to pick the 14 or 15 over the 13 and yet the 13 is still available at 200 bucks less than the 15 yeah yep I'm quite happy with the 13. I think it's a fantastic phone. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't that, depend that that much on the camera, so. Eh. I mean, I can tell you this: if USB-C and hardware ray tracing were not features in the 12 Pro Max, I would be quite happy with my 12 my 12 Pro Max going forward. 
it's still yeah. a phenomenal phone. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. So, well, love to hear for what you guys do. If you send, send us some feedback at feedback at in touch with and uh, let us know what you did. Did you upgrade your phone or did you not? We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Um, let's uh, move on to the Apple watch. They did unveil the Apple watch series nine as well as the, uh, uh, the ultra two, uh, both, uh, pretty, pretty substantial upgrades. Uh, the, uh, significant improvement is going to be thanks to the new S nine, uh, silicon chip, uh, as well as, uh, it was, uh, internally redesigned. It's got, uh, a lot more faster than the, uh, the previous uh, series eight, they say. Um, and, uh, the precision finding is something interesting that's good. It's going to be working with it. Uh, it's going to be more deeply integrated with the home pod. We'll, we'll see what happens when it comes uh, to that. Uh, I'll be curious to see how that works with the way home pod works. Uh, so, and it does have a much brighter display. So they've added that. And then of course the thing that they had this, uh, to, um, do, do the, the double tap hand gesture for interacting with the device without touch. So it's got, uh, you, know, you can double tap your, th- your thumb and your index finger together and it'll answer your phone calls on your watch. It'll, it'll, uh, switch through some of the displays. So you can go through the weather and some of the other apps and the widgets. Uh, so I mean, but Jeff, didn't we already have this in the accessibility and just never really used it? Sort of. Yeah. But, um, accessibility gave us uh, gesture controls. And, uh, so it, it wasn't the, the tap thing It's the pinch mm-hmm. and the clinch and, um, uh, and that gave us control over, um, uh, certain features of, of the phone for navigation and, uh, like for, for launching specific shortcuts. So it, so the gestures that we have prior to uh the apple watch series 9 are navigation focused what we're getting with the apple watch 9 are the uh the common feature control things so uh what is the primary button on your screen at the moment go ahead and tap it or double tap it so you get a phone call boom you've answered um you need to stop a timer there you stopped your timer and um and and then some some other related um tap gestures for that so th- this is an expansion on what we already had and uh, and it clearly focuses on on a wider audience for uh, for use yeah for sure um and uh, Siri is actually going to be much more quicker with responses now because it's actually going to be processed on the Apple Watch, making it more fast, making it faster and more secure. And it'll also increase health data for the first time. Uh, it's because of that. Um, the the dictation on the Series 9 is also about 25% more accurate than the Series 8, thanks to secure on-device processing. And it does retain the same battery life. It's just at 18 hours. Uh, it does have the ultra wide band support. So you're going to, um, uh, like I said, the precision finding for an iPhone is going to be available for the first time, uh, just like the iPhone can with an air tag. So, uh, so they've had some precision finding on, on the watch as well. Um, so it is, uh, it is definitely going to be interesting. And then of course the, the bands made a big deal out of is this, the fine woven bands. No, no longer is there going to be any leather 
uh, on any Apple product any longer. Um, I was curious. That, I don't remember them saying this. What was their reasoning why they, they're going to go off of leather? Why not they're going to sell leather products anymore? It's part of their environmental initiatives. V- environmental. That's what I thought. Yep. So and uh, and my, when when they announced it, I I was expecting there was some kind of announcement related to to watch bands because the day before the uh, the keynote the Hermes leather watch bands were pulled. Right. And then they mm-hmm. make the announcement and no leather. And I thought, well, that kind of wraps it up for Hermes. And then they announced their non-leather products mm-hmm. that they're doing in association with Hermes. I'm like, Oh, okay. So they figured that out. Then after the keynote, Hermes says, and here are the really cool leather watch bands we're making for Apple watch, which yeah. I thought was kind um, of funny. So they're still own. making them. They're just not part of an official Apple package. I thought yeah. they did offer their own package of the iPhone Series Nine with their bands. Um, it just wasn't get, through Apple. Uh, you can get the uh, the non leather bands from their packages, but I thought their leather bands were just a separate purchase. And I might be wrong. Like I said, it's been a busy week. But regardless, you can still get a leather Hermes band one way or another. Yeah. You can buy it on their site as opposed to just directly through Apple. Um, so is there any compelling reason to upgrade at this point? You know, I'm on the series seven, so I decided, okay, I think it's time for me to upgrade because, uh, you know, it's a couple versions back now and you know, look like some interesting features and they gave me a nice, a good price on the trade-in too. I'm getting $155, which I think is Ooh. more than fair for, nice. for the, the series seven. So it won't sting as much when I, when I'm buying, I'm, I'm just going with the, uh, uh, the 45 millimeter and just the non-cellular version. Don't need that. Never did. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was being a little frugal here or being a little crazy, spending a little extra money. Even this one does have cellular, uh, but uh, there's no need for it. I've talked about no. that many times. I have my iPhone with me all the time. There's no reason for it. You have to have cellular service on a watch unless you're always going out without your iPhone. And I never do. So yeah. um, um, as someone who has ventured out without my iPhone, I don't find the Apple Watch cellular to be particularly reliable. Yeah. Uh, especially That's when a pretty it, tiny antenna. Especially on the T-Mobile network. Okay. Um, so uh colors are gonna be a pink option. So all the ladies out there who like pink, they're gonna be happy. They can get their pink watch. Or guys. Along with or guys, maybe guys like it too, sure. Uh, starlight, silver, midnight, which I'm getting, going with the midnight color back, back wasn't on the eight. Now it's back on the nine. Um, and, um, there, there's going to be stainless steel versions, which are more money. Um, you've got those, those are the boring colors that Mike says, but like the iPhone, the silver, gold, and it's graphite. So <laughs> no, the blue, uh, the blue on the watch is awesome. Yeah. Well, the blue on the, uh, on mm-hmm. the, the standard, not, not the, not the aluminum one is, yeah, it's not, be, I'm, it's yeah. The aluminum. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you also unveiled the the Watch Ultra Two, which is featuring the S nine uh, fast chip as well. Uh, you talked about this on uh, Context Machine, the SIP, right, uh, Jeff? And and that that is uh, what does that stand for? The SIP system in package. And yes. see, I sound like I'm on top of it, and I know what I'm talking about. But if you go and listen to Context Machine, you, you'll hear me. Sp- talking about how uh, wait what does that mean and doing <laughs> google searches and and yeah S- system and mm-hmm. package yep 
So, so it does have that. Uh, it has the new double tap gesture. Uh, the brightness is it's absolutely brightest ever. Um, and, um, the, it's now at 3000 nits, which is a 50% brighter than the, the first generation ultra. Uh, and it's the brightest display they've ever designed. Um, so even for dark rooms and early mornings, the display can be lowered to just as just a one nit is not to disturb people. And then, the uh, the bring flashlight also is out. Yeah. Bring your retinas out. <laughs> The flashlight also benefits from the new display architecture, and it also is, uh, the rotating digital content relay doubles as a brightness mm-hmm. uh, to better light up the immediate environment. Um, so much faster watch. Uh, it does have, like I said, the same gestures, got some new bands. Um, it's a good-looking watch, but it's also 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is, it is a nice watch, and there's no question I really like the fact, you know, I'm a, big, I'm a big guy. I like to have a nice big watch. I've always, in the past, before I was always wearing an Apple Watch, I always had the larger size watches, but it's hard for me because of what this set watch does. A lot, a lot of fitness and a lot of hiking, a lot of outdoor stuff, but I don't, Ben, you were talking about, you may, you're thinking about going with it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks definitely impressive. And with that larger display, um in faster processor especially with the on device siri um it could be appealing but then again i also have to buy a new iphone this year so yeah i may wait watch wait for the ultra 3 plus um talking about boring colors there's one of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> there there are some boring Boring colors. Um, one of a couple things that weren't announced that was of, of note. Apple did double the the, the the space on the Apple Watch. It's now went, went from thirty two gigabytes to sixty four gigabytes. So you've got a lot more uh, storage capabilities on the new watch, which is great. Yeah. Um, and um, it, it this is definitely going to be an interesting way where it goes. We talked about a watch OS 10, obviously going to be some fast improvements on the OS. I'm not going to talk about that today. That will also be out on September 18th. So we're going to be able to get excited and, and have uh, at least uh, next week's show. We'll have to have it in our hands for a few days and finally give us give our, our official thoughts of where the OSs are. So definitely good. it's going to be interesting to see here. A um, couple more things about, uh, about the AirPods Pro, the USB-C version. Uh, this this of, of interest to you probably Jeff is the lossless audio with the Apple Vision Pro will all, will be limited to just the USB C version of the Pro AirPods Pro two. Um, there is going uh, there is going to be a, 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 a it's going to be restricted to just those versions. So like you said earlier, Ben on the AirPods Pro uh, two that there is some differences between this model yeah. versus the new model. Yeah, it's more. What, like what do you think, Jeff? On this unless. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to finish with Jeff here. I, I called it his name here. <laughs> and you're muted. You're right. Huh. Apparently I was muted. Okay. Um, so the uh the lossless with the uh with the vision pro, okay, that's cool. We're making a step in the right direction. Yep. However, the vision pro has speakers in it, and they're supposed to be really good. Why do I need to use my AirPods with Vision Pro? Privacy. How, how is that going to change privacy? The speakers are are they're right here. They're not they're not 
uh, broadcasting sound out, the broadcasting sound in. See, I mean, I I like the privacy idea, mm-hmm. and if it was if it was like you had a little boombox on your head, and so everyone's hearing the sound, then sure, I, I could see. Oh, I better put my AirPods in so no one else is hearing while while I'm watching um, the Flash movie, and then I have to be embarrassed because now everyone knows what a horrible movie I'm watching. Um, uh, by the oh, way, God. I did I did not get. I, I did not get through that movie. Um, but seriously, why? I, I saw your toots about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's like 20 minutes oh. I went back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to know, like genuinely, I want to know why AirPods Pro with the Vision Pro? Why why does that even need to be a thing? Yeah. I, I was kind of wondered that myself. Um, it's definitely... Uh, interesting do you have any thoughts on this for the microphones there's microphones in the vision pro i'm envisioning someone wearing their airpods with their vision pro and then one falling out and they've got the vision pro on and they're trying to find their airpods Mm -hmm. and they can't because they're seeing some like virtual version of the grand canyon and they have no idea and they're worried they're going to step off the edge and that's just all hell breaks loose so yeah yeah, i agree with jeff just use the use the speakers built into it yeah. Oh, I, the, uh, I, had no point, Dave. I had no point. Hmm. Yep. So, uh, closing thoughts. So, uh, are, are you guys going? Uh, are, are any of you going to upgrade to an Apple Watch uh, Series Nine or, or an Ultra? I know you you said you were going to go to the Ultra Ben, Ultra Two. Uh, yep. Possibly, if I do get one, it will be the Ultra Two. How about you, Jeff? I'm uh, rocking a Series 8 today. And mm-hmm. while I like the features in the Series 9, I just can't responsibly justify replacing my watch. The Ultra 2, I am absolutely the demographic for that. But I don't like wearing big watches. So I would be buying a secondary watch to use when I'm out hiking and, and you know doing all that outdoor stuff. I'm not going to do that. So, uh, as uh, as cool as the new Apple Watches are, nope, I'm not getting one this year. Okay. And how about you, Mike? Yeah, you know, I tend to um, get these unnatural attachments to my watches. I I I wear a watch, and I just love it. And I had the Watch Series Three up until January. And thanks to a generous friend, I upgraded to a watch series six and um, it got it to me way below what it should have sold for. Um, And it took me at least two weeks to not be swapping the watches on a daily basis because I just I just liked my series three. I I get these attachments to watch it. I've always had I love watches. And so. you know, the six does everything. I'm now strictly on the six. It does everything I needed to do. Uh, I'm sure if I got a nine, I would find something in it that I couldn't do with the six. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry I waited that long, but no, I'm probably, I, I am, however, looking at this new blue flame Nike sport fan. That's pretty awesome. 
I yeah, like there's that. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of cool bands oh, yeah. they've come out with. So a lot of cool bands. And you guys got me going down this heck hole of, of shopping bands mm-hmm. while we were talking about it. <laughs> and there are some awesome us. bands in here. So I got to I gotta shut that screen off. Yeah. It's almost like Lego. <laughs> it, it is almost it, like it's Lego. It's a lot like Lego. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we wrap up, we've been talking about it every week. I've been mentioning it, but we got... Uh, the the uh, uh the guy that knows that runs Mac stock and we've uh we know the virtual pass has been offered has been out there and mike since you're here you could tell us about it because uh i've been doing it every week for the last few weeks How's, what's, you, how, you how do we have done it and yes you've done an amazing job you certainly don't have to do that dave's taking that time away from your show to do that but it's very awesome of you to do so and yes the digital pass is available um and i i will only correct your generosity in that one way because i don't want to confuse oh, people the virtual pass back was and forth. live stream okay gotcha. that was the live stream i have I'll to redo that. this i have to rethink this whole mm-hmm. thing next year because i i did not think through that naming all that well so the virtual <laughs> pass was the live stream i take the full blame for that it's not okay not you at all virtual pass was the live stream digital pass is is what the folks who were in attendance as well as those who want to attend after the fact can purchase from the Mac stock site. Um, and yes, it's, it's, it's uh, always takes a little while to get, go through and make sure the videos are edited and, you know, we got titles on them and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, you know, the, the equipment that we used this year and um, the, the volunteer we had Roger, who just did an amazing job running the system uh, sure made it easier for me and uh the the digital pass turned out great i think it did uh, got some nice compliments on it so far and uh yeah it is thank you it is available at, at max.conference.com all right great yeah it's it's uh the links in the show notes i went back and watched my own presentation and i was like wow that that really turned out really well right? not only just me doing it but it did turn out well the, mm-hmm. the, the video was uh very good very quite good quality there was not one presentation that didn't turn out well they were yeah. all i mean if you just it just discount that that guy who opened it every day and like <laughs> did don't the talk about chuck like that <laughs> well that's right the, that yeah, other guy the, the the little the other guy the, the little interstitial you know commentary and and all that lame stuff that interject if you cut that guy out and you just focus on the speakers the presenters and the the short film festival participants and the amazing Mac Geek Gab panel. If you just focus on all of our presenters and and those those wonderful extras, we just had the most phenomenal weekend of Mac Stock, and and I think everyone's going to just really enjoy it. They were so yeah. go there MacStockConferencingExpo.com buy that digital pass, and I will correct that. Going for, and for any, but I should say I I have to say this for anyone who wasn't there who doesn't know how self-deprecating I was being there. The the person I'm talking about who was opening and, and interjecting comments was me. I'm not, we're not <laughs> talking about Chuck or anybody else. That was me I'm making fun of. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, you, uh, 
You're welcome. Thank you for being here. And uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Uh, please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can also become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe while you, and you'll be notified when we are live streaming, which is Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern at 5 p.m. Pacific. Our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash intouchedbyos. Thank you to Cletus and Wayne and, and Guy and any others that were lurking out there or watching us on the, uh, the stream today. And uh, please go there and uh, check us out because you can also listen to past shows as well as watch the live, the feed that we did. Uh, and there, I leave them up there. So go check that out again. Uh, you can also visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the ways to, all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Macedon at DaveG65. And uh, Mike Potter, as always, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. This has actually been a lot of fun. It's always fun to, to be here with Ben and Jeff and, and you, of course. Uh, folks can find me at 4MacEyesOnly.com or on Mastodon uh, Tooting.Ninja at 4MacEyesOnly. And uh, also on YouTube, YouTube.com slash FMEOTV. Great. Thanks for being here. Ben Rathick, always a pleasure having you here. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me in the cornucopia of social media networks at Ben Rathig. You can find my thoughts about Apple tech and other tech at Rathig.tech on Tuesday nights. You can find me on In Touch With iOS with Mr. Chuck Joyner, uh, the, the guy who wasn't screwing up Max Doc. <laughs> uh, uh, on Thursday and Fridays, uh, you can find me on the British Tech Network with Mr. Jeff Gamet, the interim host of the Big and Mac shows. Of course, I am also a regular contributor here on In Touch with iOS. Thank you, Ben. And uh, last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamet, as always, a pleasure of having you here. Where can people find you? It's, it's always a treat. I I seriously have fun. I, I just love this and I love hanging out with all of you. Yes. Um, all right. Social medias, Jay Gamut on the various platforms that are out there. Just go to Mastodon or Instagram. That's where you're actually really going to find me though. Um, and then for shows, actually before the shows, Mike, I am trying to come up with a clever acronym off a uh, VHS for the, uh, for the uh, recording package that people buy for Mac stock after the fact. And uh, I just think it'd be incredibly funny. You get, get your VHS package for Mac stock and it's just the, the streaming digital stuff. We will talk off, off the air about this, Jeff, because I actually have an idea for next year's t-shirt and it ties in very, very well with, I am looking idea forward there. to chatting yeah. but very much. So, all right. So when, when I'm not uh, collaborating with Mike on ideas for next year's Mac stock, 
Uh, on Tuesdays, I'm on Chuck Joyner's In Touch With iOS. Uh, nope, that's this show. This show is In Touch With iOS on Thursdays. <laughs> okay, I'm doing shows out of chronological order. On Thursdays, I'm on Dave Ginsburg's in, in Touch With iOS. On uh, Fridays, I'm on the Mac show for Br- British Tech Network. Then on Tuesdays, I'm on uh, Mac Voices Live, which is Chuck Joyner's show. Then back on Thursdays uh, for the British Tech Network's big show. Also, uh, this week on Wednesday, Brian Chaffin and I recorded The Context Machine. And on Tuesday, Dave, I, I, re- I was on uh, Mac Geek Gap, Dave Hamilton show. You can find them anywhere. There we go. I, I did them out of chronological order. You're welcome. All right. No worries. And thank you for listening. And thank you, Jeff. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it. And we'll talk to you next time. Yeah.